I have no option but to force the issue. I have to activate the only form of protected industrial action that is available to me to bring home to the unions the seriousness of their actions and to get them forged sensible deals with us. I'm using the only effective avenue at my disposal to bring about peace and certainty. In response to the union's industrial action, I announced that under the provisions of the Fair Work, Fair Work Act, Qantas will lock out all those employees who are covered by the agreements currently operating and being negotiated with the ALAEA, the TWU and the AIPA. I have informed the government of this. The only exception to this is that no employee working overseas will be locked out and all staff overseas will continue to be paid. The lockout will commence from 8pm on Monday night, Sydney local time, and will continue until further notice. Because the pilots, ramp and baggage and catering staff and licensed engineers are essential to the running of the airline, the lockout makes us necessary for us to ground the fleet. However, I cannot wait until Monday to do so. This is a very tense environment. Individual reactions to the lockout decision may be unpredictable. We're always conservative in our approach. And for this reason, as a precautionary measure, we have decided to ground the Qantas international and domestic fleets immediately. I repeat, we are grounding the Qantas fleet now. Obviously, the, the fl those flights that are currently in the air will complete their scheduled sectors. However, as from now, there will be no further Qantas domestic or international departures anywhere in the world. Jetstar and Qantas Link will continue to operate. Express Freighters Australia and Atlas Freighters will continue flying. JetConnect will also continue to operate Qantas services across the Tasman. Well, and there you go. I tell you what, uh, boy, uh, you know, I almost feel like a prophet. Grant, did I not predict this a couple of weeks ago? Oh, you did, mate. You did. You called the ball. You said that, uh, yeah, the union action was playing straight into management's hands and they would take this as the reason, uh, convenient excuse for the destruction of the company, so to speak. Yes, and uh, as you've heard there, Alan Joyce has announced the uh, immediate granting of all Qantas mainline flights. This doesn't uh, affect any of its uh, subsidiary airlines, such as uh, JetConnect uh, flights across New Zealand, Jetstar, of course, uh, Qantas Link, uh, and uh, yeah, they'll all still be operating. But uh, Qantas mainline, while they're granted, any flights that are in the air right now, as we record, will be completing their sectors. And uh, we're already hearing from a lot of uh, pilots around the place that they're all being uh, stranded in other ports. Ben Sanderlands is from the Plane Talking blog on uh, blogs.crocky.com, one of the most uh, senior transport journalists in this country, and uh, he's going to give us his take on what's been going on. G'day, Ben. Good evening, guys. How are you going? Well, I tell you what, we're selling in for a very quiet night here at uh, PCDU headquarters, but uh, that's not going to happen, mate. Uh, I guess the phones no, are running on your end. It's a very serious situation. Um, uh, there's been some extraordinary developments. Uh, we have seen the uh, Minister for Transport uh, basically express no confidence in Alan Joyce uh, and uh, attack the fact that uh, Qantas had uh, not told the government of its initiative uh, until uh, after 2 o'clock today. Uh, the Transport Minister has expressed uh, doubts about whether this was all suddenly decided by a board meeting this morning. He was followed uh, shortly afterwards by uh, Richard Woodward, who's the Vice President of the uh, Qantas Pilot Union, and indeed by Tony Sheldon, who represents the baggage handlers, saying they had evidence that Qantas actually had planned this in advance 
that there were thousands of hotel bookings made around the world uh, some weeks ago and that negotiations had been conducted with Cathay Pacific to provide supplementary flights. Those are very serious allegations. They are serious allegations, Ben, and what we should tell our American listeners, of course, is that uh, actually the day before uh, was the Qantas annual general meeting of uh, shareholders. I find it incredulous that uh, Alan Joyce could have woken up this morning uh, fresh from getting his uh, $2 million pay rise that he got at that meeting and said, oh, I think I'll ground the airline today. Absolutely no way that could have happened. This is going to have taken, as you say, a lot of organisation for him to have pulled off the way he did today. I think that, I think that's absolutely right. And there's a serious issue now of credibility and indeed uh, even of his uh, personal stability. The fact of the matter is that... Uh, this clearly didn't just come out of the blue, uh, and uh, it's it's now really what's what's happened uh, overnight is that uh, Fair Work Australia, the umpire in, in Australia, if you like, the industrial relations uh, umpire, is now going to determine this case uh, on its own without uh, Qantas or the unions effectively being able to uh, continue their negotiations. Now that is, is may may well actually prove to be very difficult for Qantas. Uh, the extraordinary thing was the claim that uh, Qantas was uh, losing uh, $15 million a week in book of lost bookings. Um, what they've done now, by putting the fleet on the ground, just based on the known sales figures for the previous financial year, quite, this is costing Qantas around $40 million a day. Uh, something like $30 million a day, not $20 million a day, as Joyce said, uh, in cancelled or, or uh, lost bookings, plus another $10 million in various costs, including the leasing and financing costs of part of a large fleet of aircraft that are no longer earning their keep. Now, Qantas has got $3 billion Australian dollars, that's slightly more than $3 billion American dollars, in the kitty, and anyone can work out that they could burn their way through this in an appallingly short period of time. So this has been an enormous gamble by Qantas, whatever that people may think about the merits of the dispute. Uh, and it, this is more than high-stakes poker. This is about as close to the precipice as I've ever seen an industrial dispute in this country go. It's almost like uh, ANSET collapse meets uh, the pilot strike but it's actually coming from management this time. And it's fascinating that he's lumping their pilots in with the ground handlers and the engineers when the pilots haven't actually gone on strike yet. He's, he's saying that these are the three unions that have gone on strike, but the pilots, as far as I know, they've, they've mostly just talked. Exactly. The minister made that comment too. But look, this comes from a man who yesterday at the Qantas annual general meeting claimed the credit for inventing the Airbus NEO. I mean, yeah. I sat there and listened to the claim that uh, without Qantas input, there wouldn't have been an Airbus NEO and thought, hang on, there's a serious disconnection going on here. We all know that Qantas might have been consulted about the NEO, but we also all know that with 10,000 of these airliners needed around the world uh, by about 2030, it was going to be built without Qantas's input anyhow. Uh, and uh, on top of that, there was a claim made that not a single Australian job would be lost uh, in the uh, in the restructuring and the uh, Asian adventure to set up a premium uh, uh, single aisle carrier. Um, but when he announced it on August the 19th, he said 1,000 jobs would be lost, uh, and it would be partly funded by halving the existing Qantas capacity into London from four slots a day to two. Now. Those are very bizarre statements, and they're going to cause Alan Joyce and the board an immense amount of trouble.
Oh, definitely, because it's quite clear that, you know, as a few people have already said, Alan Joyce isn't just coming up with this on his own idea. It's got to be backed by the board. That's he's he's convinced them to do it, but it's not like he just suddenly rang out rang out and said, "Oh, that's it, we're going on strike." The board's known about it and given their their thumbs up. Well, it's it's worse than that because the board uh, also have uh, are responsible for the claims that uh, Qantas was the subject of uh, death threats uh, from uh, unionists. Now. Those death threats have not been materially backed up. There is a police investigation. The mail I'm getting is that this investigation is going nowhere. Uh, and everything that has happened with that airline in the last few weeks smacks of very amateurish public relations manipulation. And I'm sad to say a lot of our media uh, have not really asked the appropriate questions. Oh, they're just lapping it up. Yeah, I agree with that, Ben, and uh, we, we've seen a number of follies this week. For example, last week when they showed uh, one of the aircraft claiming to have been granted when in, in actual fact it had been sold, and they didn't mention that the replacement aircraft had arrived that day and went into service the next. It's been a very, very much a hearts and minds campaign, and I, you know, I'd have to say I think Qantas was probably uh, winning that this week. Uh, it did get a very, a lot, very willing on uh, Melbourne Talk Radio down here this week where you had the, the head of the Transport Workers Union, Tony Sheldon, on radio accused Olivia Worth, the uh, chief executive of corporate communications at Qantas, of being a liar, and he said that on air, uh, accusing her of telling the unions one thing and uh, telling the board and the public another. I guess in one way this has to come to a head, and it has to come to a head soon. Um, as you say, regardless of the merits of the situation and which side of the fence you fall on, this is not good for Australia and it's not good for Qantas. Well, it's certainly not good for even people who've got shares in Qantas because what was a $15 million problem on Qantas's admission has now turned into a problem costing them around $40 million a day, if not more. And uh, they've put the government offside. Uh, they've, I suspect, deeply offended the Fair Work uh, Australia uh, Tribunal, which has to hear this case. Yeah. Uh, they've, uh, they've got themselves into an extraordinary, almost, um, how should I put it, zealous ideological struggle with the unions and without taking sides about unions or management it's got to the level where the interests of people outside of the unions or the management are really being hurt. How do you think the respective parties are going to fare? I think what will happen is that Fair Work Australia will make a speedy determination on the monetary value that's being claimed by the uh, three different unions uh, as it can. Uh, It will not be able to make um, any sort of uh, determination on the the other political claims for job security. But strangely enough, this Friday, a Senate inquiry into into two new bills is being conducted, which will look at whether or not Qantas is in breach of the Qantas Sale Act, and will look at putting into law changes which will actually frustrate the Qantas plans to set up a low-cost carrier in Asia and also put an end to any use of where they rotate uh, very tired uh, Asia-based flight attendants through Australian airspace on tag flights on domestic routes. Mate, I mean, what's an alternate path that they, they should be going down? What, how, how are we going to get out of this? I think uh, I think the management is incompetent. Uh, I was asked that question several times today, uh, and I said if Qantas flew uh, fuel-efficient aircraft, it would be addressing 40% of its costs, costs which are much more severe than any of its labour costs. Yeah. Um, if Qantas flew aircraft where the customers want to go in an evolved world market, it would be a lot more competitive. If the Australian dollar was slightly slightly closer to where it was for most of this decade, there would be no cost differential at all. 
Alan Joyce himself says the cost differential is no more than 24%. Well, in the last nine months, the Australian dollar has gone up by 35%. So this whole thing smacks of a terrible charade. And uh, really, the Asian-based airline plans need to be looked at. And, and it's interesting, some of the unionists have conceded, of course Qantas needs to be able to expand into Asia. Of course it needs to pursue its low-cost franchises. But it doesn't need to do it at the cost of destroying its own full-service brand out of Australia. It can do both things. If it had a decent management, it would apply itself to fleet, schedule and product and it would be a highly competitive airline. Well, Ben, I I think this is going to be a subject that's going to provide a lot of material for all of us for uh, many, many weeks to come. Uh, We can find you at uh, the Plain Talking blog. That's blogs.com. Yes, you can. I think the easiest way to find me is just to Google two words, Plain Talking and uh, it'll come up straight away. Fantastic. Uh, Ben Sanderlands, we really appreciate you uh, talking with us this evening uh, on the Australia Desk. All the best, guys. Thanks, mate.